Hello everyone and welcome to Sam Talks Technology, your weekly guide about all things tech and business with Sam Sethi. Hello and welcome to another Sam Talks Technology. I'm joined today by a very special guest. His name is Jay LeBeuf and he is head of business development for a wonderful product called Descript. Jay, how are you? Good, Sam. How are you doing? Very well indeed. Where do we find you today? I am in sunny San Francisco, California. And I'm in rainy England. Now, Jay, you've recently joined Descript, uh, but what is Descript? Maybe you can explain to listeners what is Descript. Absolutely. Descript is a audio and video editing platform, and it's AI-driven to make it as easy as possible for people to edit their content. Our overall premise is you should be able to edit your content as easy as you can edit text. And that's the paradigm we use. Everything that you put into the system gets automatically transcribed, just like you would in Google Docs. Select text, copy, paste, trim, and it does all the audio editing and video editing behind the scenes. For somebody like me who's a podcaster who's been doing it for about two years, my old method was use something like Audacity, but I was always having to guess where the wave started and where the wave ended, and I was cutting and pasting, and it was never smooth. And there was a product called Otto AI, which is a wonderful mm -hmm. product, but it separated the text transcription to the audio. So if I changed the text, the audio never changed, so it had mm -hmm. no value. And then along came Descript one day. Uh, I was listening to the podcast with Sonal, who uses it, and she described Descript. And I was like, really? So I tried it, and I've been a, an avid user for about two or three versions now. So thank you very much for Descript. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad you use it. Now, let's go through some of the ways that Descript works today. You upload or you can record natively into Descript. So I could start a recording session directly in Descript and it would record out for me. Absolutely. And even better, something we introduced just the other week is live transcription. So if we wanted to, uh, we could open up Descript. We could select your microphone is input number one. You could select, we're talking over Zoom right now. So we could select the output from Zoom as input number two. And then Descript will do real-time transcription keeping your track separate from my track, but merging them together into a transcript. So the speaker labels will automatically go back and forth between Sam and Jay with each of our words. I am going to have to try that on my next interview. I'm sorry I didn't try it on this one. So that's one great way of using it. I use it for my daily podcast, but I didn't fully understand that you could use it in the way you've just described, which is brilliant. Absolutely. So the... The live transcription is something that I think is going to really increase people's workflow, but a very traditional and robust way of working is you don't have to record within Descript. You can record in Pro Tools, Audition, GarageBand, or some of the media companies we work with are still going out with a, a Zoom recorder and doing remote records. You can bring all that tape into Descript and we'll transcribe all of it, uh, whether it's a single track or a multiple track. Now, one of the things that I find very powerful is the ability to go through the transcription once you've uploaded it and detected the speakers in the audio, which is brilliant, and labeled them. But you can then go through, and the first feature I loved is removal of all the ums and ahs that we all make. It was such a powerful feature. It's magic, and I hope you do that to, to my recording as well. 
it, it's part of this paradigm shift, Sam, where if you go back in time first when Pro Tools came out and before that, just a year or two before that was Sound Tools. So, I mean, we're getting 30 years ago when these tools were first coming out. These are the first times that people could visualize a waveform and the tools that were created for it looked like little razor blades and looked like little pieces of tape because the paradigm they were trying to emulate was, hey, you know how you can actually take magnetic tape and cut it and paste it together and rearrange it? Well, you can now do that digitally. And 30 years ago, that took a common user experience paradigm. People rushed into it because you could work 10 times faster than you could before. And then with that, you could do things that could never have been done before. So what's great with Descript, you know, about 2017, the company's getting started and there's been a drive in the application of artificial intelligence towards creative technologies. So we've seen speech recognition get better and faster and we've seen transcription become more accurate. But you could also now automatically align transcription to audio files. And the Descript team started leveraging this and saying, you know what, the paradigm is you should be able to edit your transcript just like we do now on paper or in Google Docs, and that should map to the media files. So it's really kind of what we're starting to see now is what else can you do? When you have the transcript aligned automatically with the media content behind it, well, we can do natural language processing and we can realize that the word um and the word ah are what we call in Descript, we call them filler words. So like you said, we can just with one click, right click on it and say, ignore all filler words or delete all filler words. And then all of a sudden, all the ums and ahs just magically get strikeouts. You can uncheck some of them if you want them in there for conversationalness. But another thing you could try, Sam, go through your next podcasts. And I'm not saying you do this, but if you have guests that have a lot of you knows or a lot of likes. Sadly, Jay, I do have a lot of you knows. So go into find and replace and search for comma, you know, comma, and replace it with a space bar. And then now all of a sudden, all those you know, filler phrases will, will get replaced. And all we're doing behind the scenes is intelligently recognizing in the waveform, you know, and just snipping it out, intelligently putting some crossfades around it. And again, th this is something that you could have done in Pro Tools or GarageBand or Audition or Logic or Audacity. You can do that in the waveform. But for anybody who has tried to do it in the waveform, I mean, you have to have some magical waveform reading abilities or just a lot of time of just scrubbing over it and trying to guess what's going on where. And it was a lot of guesswork. That's mainly what it turned out to be. So I love the strikeout. I love the removal of filler words. I love the ability to be able to cut, copy, and paste the ability to move information around. So as an editor of the podcast, I can get it to be sharper uh, and tighter. One of the new features that you're starting to bring out there is a feature called Overdub. Maybe you can explain what Overdub is. Overdub is another great example of something that it's really science fiction that we actually can now do it. It's kind of crazy. When I first saw a demo, I couldn't believe how good it worked. Overdub is the ability for anybody to create their own voice double or voice clone with as little as 10 minutes of themselves speaking. So Sam, uh, you haven't created an overdub voice, have you? 
No, not yet. I'm, I'm 2,714 on the list. So uh, we can maybe bump you up a few notches. <laughs> Basically, what, that, what would happen, you'd get to the front of the list, you'd get an email saying, congratulations, we're now ready for you to upload your audio. And you don't want to maybe record yourself speaking for about 10 minutes and you're going to use the same microphone in the same room that you're going to do most of your production. So what Overdub will do is it will actually create a digital voice model with the same frequency response characteristics, speaking styles, quirks, idiosyncrasies that you have in your natural voice and in your natural acoustic situation. And you can then use that digital voice to either generate new phrases and words, to go back and fix things that you've misspoken, or to really you could uh, paste in an entire paragraph of new text and it will synthesize it on the fly. Wow. I can't wait to try this. This is going to be amazing. Now, in terms of the technology, is everything that you develop, the AI, the, the transcription, the speaker detect, and now Overdub, is this all in-house technology? Is this all your own or has any of it been licensed? So Overdub is it's one of the things I described as science fiction that we're most proud of. Overdub came from a team that joined us at the end of last year. Uh, so this company is called Lyrebird. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Brilliant AI researchers up in Montreal. Uh, so they joined the Descripts team in September 2019. And they already you know, had done several years of work before that. You know, they're really some of the early pioneers of voice cloning using you know, generative neural networks. And part of what they're able to do and part of what their breakthrough is, before they came along, you had to train with 10 hours, 12 hours, 20 hours of content. And I think we've all read the stories on how laborious it was to create series voice, for example. With some of the advancements that this team had come up with, really 10 minutes is, is the start. Maybe if you put in 20 minutes, it'll sound 10% better. Um, but once you get above 25 minutes of content of yourself, you know, reading your favorite, uh, your favorite article or your favorite book, it gets to be good. Will Descripts use my future projects in which it's transcribing and detecting my voice to add to my knowledge base within Overdub, or is that totally going to be separate? So for example, what I'm saying is I might do 10 minutes to, to train myself on Overdub, and then I do several projects. Obviously, it's detected my voice on each of those projects. Mm-hmm. Will any of that content be used against my Overdub library of knowledge, or do I have to keep those two separate? Right. So uh, right now, we haven't seen a lot of it of improvements by having people continually add to their voice collection. Really, that initial training set should be good enough. In the early phases, we will prompt you every now and then to give us feedback on, hey, how was the quality of this correction? Or how was, the, how was, how was this phrase that we generated for you? And we're just kind of looking for a thumbs up, thumbs down, and a, a drop down box just for our own quality control because we're, we're soft rolling this out. The reason that there are 2,500, 3,000 people on the wait list is we want to learn something that you know, we were talking about earlier, how long I've been at Descript. This is actually only my 10th week here. But one of the things that I've just been blown away about 
is how customer and feedback obsessed the company is. And so being able to actually meet one-on-one with users and to be able to pour over everybody's comments and feedback uh, is actually part of the development process. Well, I can't wait to try Overdub. Now, some of the other newer features that have recently been added was the ability to publish my transcription to a live page. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see this developing? So I, I can share that URL with other people, third parties. Maybe they can comment on stuff or just watch and follow the transcription and audio. But where do you see or where does see that developing into? One of the things I'm most excited about is how the tools really allow anybody to tell their own story. And I often describe Descript as a a storytelling tool because while it's very popular and has great product market fit within the podcaster community, anybody who's doing storytelling or audio journalism or short form audio content, YouTubers, anybody with a narrative driven story to tell is using the tool. And so if we can democratize the tools and let somebody who has no experience in previously using audio or video editing tools get their stories recorded, the next step is how do we allow them to share it? So the early days of the product were allowing people to do, uh, first off, to be able to export it if they do want to export it to a tool that they're more familiar with or did want to do further post-production on. So you could always export it to Pro Tools or... Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere or Audition, professional tools like that, you can always export. But then we started building in these sharing features. So version one, you could export the raw audio and export the raw transcripts and export the subtitles. But then like you were telling me about before we started this call, there's a challenge of what do you do with these assets? You have to manually drag them to three or four different places. And that's, again, that's not part of the creative process. That's actually just a hassle. So we're starting to build in more publishing into the app. So uh, what you mentioned, uh, so there's standalone publishing support where we'll create a Descript hosted web page that has an embedded player that automatically aligns to the transcript. It's great for accessibility purposes. It's great for SEO. And it's also just kind of fun to look at too. So you have this, this standalone web page, but you also have the ability to generate audiograms so this is something that has existed before, but we just kind of build in a very super simple implementation so people can get started and rapidly share the video generated of their audio content on, uh, on social media. So there's one feature request on the audio, well, two actually. One is the ability to change the background imagery. Descript introduced me to Canio, which is a third-party tool that you use for doing your roadmap and getting customer feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, I've shared that with so many different companies because it's such a great way for users like me to feed back feature requests now. And then other users like me can vote them up, which is just all that users want to do. We want to feel part of the product and the process. That's actually where our product roadmap comes from. (laughs) Okay. I have to encourage anybody with a uh, feature request idea for Descript to, you just go to our website and you go to the feature requests page and there you go. That's our roadmap. Yeah. We don't ignore the top voted things. That's wonderful. So one of the things was audiograms and I've read through pretty much this 357 feature requests in uh, Canio right now. Not all of them are required. I, I'm hasten to add, but those at the top are very interesting, but one of those is the audiogram being able to customize it further. But the, the other one that I would add, which I haven't added to Canio, 
it, it's just one of those learnings. Twitter has a two-minute audiogram limit. LinkedIn has a 10-minute audiogram limit. And Facebook has no limit. And so whether they're called audiograms or full episodes, it's that ability to have multiple lengths that would be really interesting in the audiogram. Today, your limit is set to two minutes, but it would be nice to be able to say, actually, I'm going to do a five-minute audiogram or I'm going to highlight this clip composition and I'm going to make sure it's 10 minutes because that's going to go into my LinkedIn stream. That's great. And that limit, there's really no technological reason to it. That's a great example of we wanted to get something out. And by imposing some limit on it, it ensures that we can maintain great quality of service uh, for all the, the rendering that goes on behind the scenes to make it happen. In order to make it happen, something that I, I hope you use within Descript would be uh, some functionality like highlighting, or also there's a, a function called clip to composition. And this allows you to kind of go through, let's say we go through our 45 minute interview and it would allow you to rapidly find the selects of here's the best of quotes that you maybe want to put in a two minute audiogram. And then here's the best of the best of, and then create a new composition to create the 30 second highlights of, yeah, if I had to represent what Jay and I talked about in one 30 second snippet, this is it. And that's how I use clip to compositions. Now there are two features that maybe I'm not quite a power user yet and, and I need to understand. One is called sequencing and one's called play ahead. What, what do those two features offer me? Absolutely. So let's talk about, let's talk about a sequence. Uh, a sequence is really just a collection of audio tracks that are aligned to each other. The simplest sequence would be this interview right here, where you have the high quality output from your microphone, and then you have the Zoom recording from my microphone. You can bring those into Descript, and the first thing you would do is drag in these two audio files, and then you would say, create a sequence of these. And then that would basically be a container, like a, a multi-track recording in Pro Tools okay. that then aligns those recordings together. Now, you can transcribe the sequence, and so with the Andreessen Horowitz A16Z podcast, they'll have up to five people at microphones at the same time. Those are five separate MP3s or WAV files. They're then aligned within a sequence as a multi-track recording. And then you press create transcript. And then you now have five tracks recorded into one editable transcript with five speaker labels. And you can go back in at any time, quickly go in and you can delete coughs or there's That's times the feature i saw that one person yeah. on a separate track coughs while someone else is speaking and you can go we just want to take that out absolutely so it's with the sequence you'd go into the sequence view you know there's a motorcycle going in by my street right now you could go in see where the motorcycle is going in and just hit delete and then uh, the person who is actually speaking doesn't get blocked out by those noises and split clip at play ahead what does that do? So when you, when you would want to do that is when you want to create separate clips. And so the reason to create separate clips would be either to have a, a region boundary, such as, hey, we're now going into an entirely different part of the discussion. And so I just want to visually see that in the waveform. Uh, another reason to do it would be for loudness management. So you know, one of the things that we've built in is automatic clip leveling. And the intuitive way of describing it for people that aren't audio engineers is you have Jay talking to the mic really close here, but then maybe I go get some tea 
and then I do the rest of the interview further away from the microphone. So that would be a moment when you would split the clip at that moment, and then you would tell Descript, hey, auto-level this clip, and it would take all of the quiet parts of my interview and bring them up to the same perceptual volume level. So when I was using Audacity, and you've got things like normalization, and you've got amplification as features... Mm -hmm. And I was always trying to get the second speaker up to my volume and you'd end up never getting it right. And you'd still end up with a WAV file that was up and down. And then I I did it one day. I just decided to take the exported file out of Descript and throw it back into Audacity. I didn't know why I was doing that, but I did. And suddenly I found this beautifully leveled WAV file all the way through. It was genuinely magic. Well, that's really, I think, what we're trying to create. I appreciate that the goal of Descript is to do as much of the underlying under the hood audio engineering work. So that way you can spend all of your time on the creative process. And so many of the problems that we encounter when we're trying to tell our stories really are just technical limitations. Who would know that I spent the first part of my recording close to the mic and then I took a break, I came back and then I was further away and that I have to do something magical to it. So the goal of Descript through the auto clip leveling and also the loudness normalization is to just make it sound as loud and proud as uh, everything else you hear. Now, one of the things we talked about briefly before we came on air was markers. And it's one of those feature requests, which I learned from watching the interactive videos to to put markers in. I thought, oh, brilliant. So now I can take a, a long form hour and a half podcast I can go through the transcription, I can put markers, which are like, I guess, chapter headings to my thinking, Mm -hmm. and I can have those. And they do appear within Descript, and I I think I showed you where I thought they were not the most logical to me anyway, Mm -hmm. um, and where I thought they would be more logical. But what I would really love is the ability to take the exported Descript file and basically have the upload feature into let's say itunes which supports chapterization mm-hmm. um, and have those markers convert to id3 tags have you added that as a feature request yet? i have and it's been upvoted as well <laughs> wonderful well the way this company works sam once it starts gaining enough momentum every six weeks we put out a new release and so there's a decent chance we could have that out in six weeks if it bumps the other things out of the way. You know, we talked about publishing early. So that technology already exists for us within our published pages. So if you have a Descript published web page, I encourage anybody to put ample markers in there because you can click on the marker and it'll automatically jump to that section of the transcript and the audio and then play those. So we know it. We have the time code for it. It's a great suggestion. And so anybody else who agrees, go to the feature request part of the Gscripts webpage, give it a couple of upvotes. I'm sure Sam would be very happy. I will be a very happy man. Now, the last couple of questions. Language, English is easy. How are you faring with internationalization in foreign languages and other languages? So there's really no technological reason why we can't do it. The main thing we're trying to do first is roll out the experience on primarily U.S. English as best we can so we can understand all the quirks and get the the workflow as great as possible and then scale out from there. I'm glad to say you recognize British English as well, very well. 
we we do and 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 so you notice that i say it's a big part of it is it's the transcription models and your tr- the thing with ai both on the the transcription and also on the speech generation it's only as good as your training set so you know, one of the things that i'm really thrilled with is you know, really just how how diverse and how international the descript core team is we have a lot of different languages spoke within the company so it's always in our mindset on a hourly basis we get requests for which you know heated heated discussions with very compelling arguments such as somebody realizing that i like van halen and pointing out to me that the van halen brothers are dutch so therefore okay dutch should be the next language we support I'm like, okay great <laughs> we're going to be a little more principled than that but no that's it's something that's something we're looking at as soon as we get the english experience nailed down unarguably then we can start rolling it out jay leboeuf head of business development Thank you so much for explaining Descript. It's a wonderful product. I look forward to future versions. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for being a user, Sam. It's great talking to you. Thank you, Sam. That show was amazing. Don't forget to visit samtalks.technology to discover more great shows. See you next week. Same time, same place. <laughs>